Welcome to Cancelled. Oh, we are stepping it up in the world of Cancelled, recording live from the permanent record studios here in Austin, Texas. It's all fancy with like real equipment and a producer and things. Uh, Joe, we just finished uh, Freaky Links, so thank you for sticking with us for that. That was uh, that was something. Uh, your next show we're starting here. We've been talking about it before. We're going to do it with Kath Barbadoro, but then things fell through. She got sick, and we changed the show. But we are back. Jasmine Ellis is here. How you doing? Good. Happy to be here. And we are doing Wonderfalls. Wonderfalls, yes. So how have you been? What's going on with you? I've been good. I um just been staying busy, performing quite a bit. I just did uh, just just one of those shit shows to keep you humble for Father's yeah, Day. Yeah, where was that? Uh, it was in Dallas. Okay. It started an hour and a half late. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> how, uh, okay, how black was this show? <laughs> I love that you said that because literally last night I was talking to some white comics and I was like, just out of curiosity, have you guys ever been the only non, uh, like I was like, have you ever been on a show where every other comic was black? And they were like, no. And I was like, then you're not understand anything else I'm about to tell you. <laughs> I'll put it like this. I was the only person who performed under a name with a first and last name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, although yeah, everyone yeah. had a long name. Like, they all had... <laughs> right, right. There was a lot of steps to their name. Uh, at least one person's a... name was The Comedian. Oh, um, that's a given. <laughs> and the mic went out while I was talking, and they replaced it for me. Like, like very... Un- oh, you know how when Beyonce has a mistake on stage? And, and then, like, and it's seamless. seamless. This yeah, was, yeah, yeah. There were all scenes. <laughs> <laughs> you could see staples and safety pins and shit. Like, it was real obvious. Oh, my favorite. So, uh, rest in peace. Lashad the Lester. She did a oh. show at this catfish restaurant and someone asked for a light like a spotlight on stage and someone just came out from the side with a lamp and just held it <laughs> next to them on stage it's my favorite thing I was like how okay scale of 1 to 10 how much was his name Junebug cause that is a Junebug ass move uh, alright well uh, Wonderfalls yeah have you did you know anything about the show before? We no, I'd in? never heard of it. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's Canadian, right? Well, no, no, it's no. an American show, oh, okay. except everyone seems very Canadian. I uh, get yeah. why you say that. Okay. Uh, no, Brian Fuller, uh, who would go on to do Pushing Daisies. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. I have heard of that. really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, kind of a big TV guy. This was one of his early projects. He's doing American Gods now. Uh, oh, so like, okay. he's like a he's like a thing. Uh-huh. Uh, this show, less of a thing. <laughs> um, going it, did you like – Google like did you Google it before you started watching it or you just put on episodes? Went in completely like didn't know anything about it. I asked my fiance about it because he has like just this encyclopedic knowledge of TV shows and knows every person from everything. Uh, Doesn't know. it doesn't ever know any musicians, so we go back and forth on this. (laughs) Uh, But he was like, "Yeah, no, I heard about it. This girl and she talks to inanimate objects." And I was like, "That doesn't sound." Good. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, that's what you went in thinking. Now that you've watched two episodes, what what do you think? What did you think of these episodes? It's not unbearable. Okay. It's not. Ter- <laughs> that's not a great. That's not a ringing endorsement. I'll put it like this. Okay. It's the type of show that if I couldn't find my remote, I wouldn't like flip out trying to change it. Okay. You know, you know when you're watching something so bad, you're yeah, like, yeah, I gotta yeah, find yeah. the remote. I gotta actually have to get up. Yes. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. like it, I could, I could just sit through it. Um, but like. Put it like this: like if I were watching Netflix or something, and they were like, "Are you still watching?" I'd be like, "Nah." <laughs> okay, okay. Well, that's but a, I'm gonna commit to I was, finishing. I was gonna it. say it's unfortunate because we've got twelve more. We have twelve more episodes or something like that. You I know, eleven more episodes. Maybe it'll get better. I just the main character to me is really unbearable. The right most now. unlikable. Okay, so yes. here's the premise of this show. We'll mm-hmm. jump into episode one. Uh, our our main character Jay something. That's how Tyler. Tyler, thank I you. watched it I, this morning. I am not. That's how unvested. It's. <laughs> I have notes for both episodes, and it's by the second episode, I'm literally just like, uh, I still don't know her name, so I just go main girl in all my notes. I like how she looks like both Gilmore Girls, though. Did you she notice that? Look like a combination. I of, was like, Rory Lorelai and the young one together. Yeah. Not old, but you know the mom. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, she, so we meet her, she's, uh, working at a, uh, tourist shop in uh, a gift shop at Niagara Falls. Mm-hmm. She's giving a speech about the maid of the mist. 
I thought so. Like not know so not knowing you haven't seen like Pushing Daisies or whatever. It's a very sort of similarly quirky show. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Sort of fanciful, lots of colors, stuff like that. Yeah. So visually, I thought like that opening thing of like telling the story and like her going over the waterfall and like I thought visually that was interesting. I did too. Uh, until. I, until we find that our hero, I guess we'll call her a hero, <laughs> may be the most unlikable character on a TV show. Yeah. She's she's just terrible. You, um, you have no reason to root for her. But I guess that's the point is like it's going to be this like character driven thing where as it keeps going, I assume like she's going to grow and change for the better. Right. Well, that's what we hope. Yes. Yes. But I feel like <laughs> by the second episode, she's worse than she was in the first episode. Oh, for sure. Uh, but she does get punched in the face in the first one. Are we, we going to get into that later? No, we can just, yeah, we can just we'll just, we'll jump around. You're fine. Jump around. You're it's just like but she managed to get punched in the face by like the one person who's worse than her. <laughs> so you're just like, I don't. I was really. I thought the fight would go the other way. Like, you know how they went into the apartment to yeah, fight? Yeah, yeah. I was hoping they'd, like, fight each other and one of them would fall over the balcony. I was like, <laughs> let's have this shit take a turn. You want this getting dark, apparently. <laughs> so she's at the what? She's there. Uh, a woman shows up, a uh, classic angry white lady in a retail situation. Yes. She's angry about a discount she didn't get her. Without showing the discount. I work in retail. I was about thing. to ask you, because I have worked in retail, how to, like, it like chilled me to my bones because it was so accurate. So accurate. And then the the manager comes up. Basically the manager's job is just to kiss ass but make you right. look incompetent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah, like yeah. like I I had a I got fired from a waxing spa. Um uh I used to work in Arlington, Texas where like it I got fired. They would tell us if a customer is late, you absolutely cannot let them come in right. because we have to keep the schedule. And they get on me about this, right? Yeah. And then, but then if, if they ask for a manager, the manager would just bend the rules and then chastise me for making them follow the rules and make me look like an asshole. Like, I don't know. She's yeah, sorry. Yeah, she's yeah, just yeah, real. Yeah, and like, yeah. now I look irrational. And that's what they, that's what he did to her. So I was like, this lady is such a classic white lady. Right. She didn't show her cus- her coupon until the end. I wanted to right. fight her. I so, so after mad. she paid all her money, yeah. I was leaving, apparently, as far as I could tell, because she was like, turned around and walked back to the register to have this shitty conversation. Yes. While she's there, a lot uh, she makes this little toy lion in a vending machine or whatever, but it's messed up. The face is all squished, so she wants her money back for that. As she gets her refund, the lion starts talking to our hero and it says, "Don't give her her money back." Which I was like, "Oh, okay, this is weird." Like I'm like, I don't mind like quirky and weird. I kind of lean that way in a lot of my television or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, she gives her the money back anyway because why would you listen to a talking plastic lion? Especially. <laughs> You'd probably think, why am I hearing a lion's voice? Am I going voice? crazy? I'm going crazy. Well, what's funny is, we'll get to it in a second. So she, the woman walks out. She gets uh, her purse stolen. And the lion's like, told you so. Should I give her that $4? It doesn't make sense. Like, that guy wasn't going to steal the purse because he knew she had $4 in it. $3.63. Yeah. I really watched it You this really morning. paid attention this morning. I woke up so ready. Um, <laughs> she, so, so she lives in this... So she is like epitome of like a late nineties, two thousand, like pre Zoe Deschanel, Zoe Deschanel quirky. Yes. She lives in like a trailer that's covered in like red velvet and like curtains and stuff. It's like before the Manic Pixie Dream Girl became like such a trope that people right. felt bad about it. Yeah. Like it was when they were like it's definitely that um What's that? You know that Zach Braff movie? That kind oh, yeah, of like Garden aesthetic. State. Yes. Yeah, 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 for sure. You can interchange her with Natalie Portman or any of them at some point. Yeah, absolutely. We meet her family. Her father is weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's in her, so she passes out. She faints because this thing starts talking to her, and she black. She faints because she can't handle it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the family finds out she's been fainted, so like we meet her. Like it actually is a pretty effective pilot, I think, as far as like introducing the characters, sort of setting the tone for the universe. Like I think it does that stuff pretty. well. I will say this: I usually hate pilots yeah, because yeah. there's just always so much of this is Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> like, much. Yes, and you, like if you've seen Black, the pilot of Blackish, yeah, I hate and I love that show. I love that show, but that pilot, I, like, oh, I, oh, it took me forever to go back and start watching the show again because I did not like the pilot. No, I, I think I, I think I stumbled. Upon it, like in a waiting room somewhere, and I was like, "Oh, this is funny," and yeah, then yeah, kept yeah, going. Yeah. But this this was an effective pilot. It I introduced you to everyone it. without a whole lot of work. Too much exposition, yeah. Although the fa- we meet the father, 
he, she's like in the. They're all in like the living room of the trailer. I don't know. If trailers <laughs> have living rooms, and then she's like in the bedrooms. There's a door between them, and they're all talking. Like, Are you okay? No, she's depressed. She needs to take pills. It's not very woke when it comes to like mental illness. Oh, not at all. She, the mother's. Someone says she's depressed because we meet her mother, her father, her sister, and her brother, and the mother's like clearly like sort of high businesswoman. At least we led to believe that. And then we find out she's just like a travel author in the next episode. Yeah. I thought that was very strange. I always feel like pilots a lot of times have impermanent decisions. Yeah, yeah, So they're like, I feel like they hadn't decided what the mom's occupation was, but they were like, but she's fancy. That's her aesthetic. She was fancy, but she was also like, like very like control, not controlling, but like everything in its place. Very like regimented this, that, and the other. And then we find out she's just like a writer. Like it just, it didn't, those two didn't connect. And then the father we find out in the next episode is a doctor, mm-hmm. but in this episode he's like, "Well, she checked out," and they say, "Oh, a very nice EMT said she's fine." And he's like, "Oh, an EMT is not good enough to yeah. check out. You need a doctor or whatever." But they don't actually say he's a doctor. But here's where it gets weird. So they're talking about how she's mentally like she's depressed, and the mother's like, "Well, she's depressed. There's pills for that." And then the father, Mister Not Woke, particularly for a physician, <laughs> is just like, "You don't take pills right away. There's plenty of things you can do to deal with the pressure." And he's like, "When's the last time you had an orgasm?" Yes. And I was like, "Ooh, feels sad." For First off, the father's played by Bill Sadler. But, like, he's like, I was like, that's. Uh, and then he, he does say, he goes, it's nothing to be ashamed of. Billions of people have orgasms every day. Such a weird moment. Yes. Because, particularly, like, they're, they're playing the parents up to be these, like, prim and proper, you know, uh, Ozzy and Harriet kind of parents. And then yes. to have that change, I actually thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. Just super overbearing, which yeah, I yeah, love. Yeah, yeah. Did you notice every time we see the family, they're all wearing matching outfits? I did not notice that. Okay. Every time you see the family as a unit, they're all wearing the same color except for Jay. Okay. Well, like, that makes sense. There's, they're wearing black and white in that yeah, first yeah, scene. Yeah, and then yeah, the yeah. next time you see them, they're all wearing red and white. And okay. it's it's weird. And then Jay's always wearing something else. Some weird, like green or something. But yeah, it's yeah. just to imply like how much of a unit they are. Like the mom and the other daughter, the the, the, the lawyer older yeah, sister, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot her name. I don't remember. Apparently, don't she, figure it out. she played Poppy on Frasier. Okay. I don't remember. Shout out to White Fiance for being like, oh, no, that was Poppy on episode. Like, there's no way you knew that. <laughs> oh, no, no. And we're watching Frasier right yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, like, I've watched a lot of Frasier, but I do not remember whoever fuck Poppy is. We have a rule that, like, I punctuate our white shows with black shows. Okay. So, like, we just finished Living Single, but yeah, I'm trying yeah, to find yeah, all of Martin yeah, in one yeah, place. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm not just going to. I don't know be... if Martin's streaming anywhere. I'm not going to be watching Wonderfalls and Frasier right no, now. No, you got to black stuff. <laughs> you, you almost need to just put, like, like uh, girlfriends or something in the middle of that. You got to. Yeah, you need to go full BET it, on that. I really should. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the dad is so weird. That is such an weird. awkward and the, question. And the brother's kind of a dickhead. At yeah. one point, he says, he says to her, like, uh, she, he, I wrote it down. Where's the line? She, he says something real. She said, she lives in a trailer park. Clearly, she's de- uh, disturbed. Well, first off, she clearly lives in, like, a nice trailer. Like, this is, like, clearly, like, yeah. art deco kind of trailer. And also, you rich dickhead. Like, people just live in trailers. Like, we're... They do a weird job of setting up everyone to kind of be unlikable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you should have either she's likable and she has to deal with all these unbearable people, or she's kind of a shithead and the world around her is good and they're going to fix her. But to have everybody just kind of be a shithead, it just was weird. It makes you think that there's going to be, like, characters that come in that are likable. And I will say, um, what well, is they, the black girl's name? Uh, I Her name is... I, I know she's played by Tracy Thompson. Correct. She's played by Tracy Toms. Toms. She, who was, uh, if you don't know, she was in... Uh, what's uh, Grindhouse? She's in the uh, the the Quentin Tarantino story. She was on Grindhouse. a really good episode of Catfish. She was. On, she's, That's what she's, I know. Her okay, from. she's been in a bunch of stuff. Actually, she's yeah. a pretty successful actress. She's great. She's a. Let's talk about her for a second. So we then meet her. We've met her parents. We go meet her friends, and her friend is one friend, and then the, <laughs> the bartender, bartender at this at Barrel, I think it's called. Yeah. Also, let's talk about that, please. For the girl who's clearly supposed to. All right. So she. We find out that she is. She has a philosophy degree from Brown. She is, uh, but she's like this underachieving slacker who is, you know, okay, how hot's that coffee? I didn't want to spill anything, so I put a lid on it, so it's just been circulating its heat. I really, I've got to. <laughs> yeah, cool with that. I'll put some room temperature uh, Poland Spring in there. It'll be fine. Um, so she's like, but she's like this underachieving slacker. But we're also kind of meant to believe, I at least I think, by her like she's always quick with a barb or she's, you know, her, her trailer is super like intentionally mm-hmm. kind of hip and cool. So she's supposed to be this like cooler than like over it, cooler than everybody kind of hip girl. Yeah. 
She appears to just only go to this TGI Fridays. <laughs> there's no, you mean to tell me there's not one cooler place in fucking that whole of Niagara Falls? She has to go to the bar that I can only assume is next to her job. I'm assuming that's what it is. Yeah. I, they made two hints at this earlier. There, I caught it in the episode where they were like, it's the honeymoon capital of the Northeast sure. or something like that. Yeah. And then like the bartender who she's uh, played by, uh, there's a guy who's there's a, a guy no one knows. I couldn't tell you who that dude is. He's not a good actor. No. <laughs> well, he the whole like setup behind him is that he was there on his honeymoon and then gets right. left by his fiance. So I I make the assumption that like everything else in that town must be like really quaint and perfect oh, and maybe. like obnoxiously romantic. Okay. So it might maybe be like the only, only place, place. Okay. that doesn't feel like it's for couples, yeah, like it's yeah, okay yeah, to just yeah, be yeah. a barfly at. I guess she also brings her family there in the next episode, which is very weird. Yeah, it's like it, <laughs> it, it it's like y'all couldn't have sprung for another set. I feel like that's what it is. It feels like it's like a bottle episode where they just don't go anywhere else. I want to talk about this bartender by the way cuz you say <laughs> on the vaca- on her his honeymoon he's left by his fiance. <laughs> Not the case. He walks in on his fiance blowing the bellhop, <laughs> which is like, I thought it felt real racy for like an ABC show from 2000. That was on ABC? Yeah. yeah. yeah That's kind of racy, it yeah. It felt like it was out of nowhere. So we meet her friend, who's the black girl we were just talking about, Tracy Toms, who is way too understanding of her white friend telling her that inanimate objects start talking to her. Oh my god, that part. Here's here's two things that bother me. Let's take it back just a second. Sure, please. Before she tells her friend. Well, she goes to that therapist. Did we want to talk about that therapist? Oh my god, who had on like a velvet Kooji sweater <laughs> and his hair was greased back. He looked like every like so he looked like he wants to talk to you about jazz, but then only Brantford Marsalis. Like he doesn't. <laughs> like he's trying to. Like he's he's like. Bougie black in the worst possible way. Oh my god! Way. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness! I know he like like he has an S curl with a wide tooth comb. <laughs> I know the exact. It's literally how my dad does his hair. Yeah. But he, doesn't keep, he doesn't keep the hang time. Oh, what yeah, the yeah, fuck yeah, was yeah, I yeah, looking yeah, at? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have trusted him either. Like no. it was so uncomfortable. Certainly not. Also, he had like shitty facial hair. He had like a bear, like a growth, not a beard or whatever. He had like I haven't shaved in a couple days. Yeah. Facial hair. It was real shitty. I feel like it was the oddest casting. Like they were just we gotta find. Anybody? Yeah. Well, we've only we only have one black person in the show, so the therapist has to be black. Yeah, we'll add another. Yeah, we need to add one other black person. You know, Phil from catering. <laughs> I, that's what it felt like. He also has a monkey statue in his office mm-hmm. that starts talking to her. Yes, I don't know why it has to be a monkey for the black guy, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, which she steals because it starts talking to her. It tells her to steal it. Yeah. And then the mom shows up at work. It's like, hey, you stole that. Guys. Also, here's a weird dark turn the show takes. Yes. Because he says uh, – she's like, you uh, you know that monkey you stole from the therapist? He wants it back. And she's like, I didn't steal it. And he goes – she goes, yes, she did. He has a camera. He, like, he caught you on film. He put in a security camera when that Olsen girl stabbed herself and told everyone he tried to kill her. That is out of – that is so out of left field. I miss this. that. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. And first off, I was like uh, – first I was like, does she mean Olsen twin? Is he that means Mary-Kate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mary, specifically Mary-Kate. Mary Kate. The, the dark lord Mary-Kate who always wears weird blanket dresses. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so I saw – that line, I was like, what is happening right now? Um so then, yes. Yeah, so that's when we meet him, who is a mess. If you have anything else to say about our black therapist, feel free. <laughs> I just remember, I did not even catch that part. It's so weird. I did not. That went over. My, I just thought it was weird as shit that the mom recommends her therapist, but then goes, "I don't want you to see him because I don't want you to gossip about us." Right. It's like what the hell kind of therapy appointment are you like? Yeah, but I want to talk about my mom because <laughs> gonna- yeah, but not even like I want to talk about my mom in a therapy way. Like I want to talk about what my mom's up to. Like I'm like <laughs> gossip about her. That's weird. She's in very. Very narcissistic, and I think that is going to probably be one of the only consistent things of her personality. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Mm. Then we meet – so that's – she goes there, then she goes to where we meet the black friend at the bar who – it's after the the monkey starts talking to her. And the the inanimate objects are trying to tell her to help someone. Yes. Right. The, the the lion keeps telling her to do what I'm trying to remember because the next episode is get your monkey your words out, but this episode she he has to she throws this quarter into a into a pond or into like a wishing well and then they tell her to get it back and it, it ends up in a uh, a bag that a guy on a bike is carrying that she rides to a garbage can that he throws it out in and then she digs into the bag to find a 
the quarter, but then she finds the lady's purse who was stolen yeah. in the previous episode. Mm-hmm. So she takes that to the – she hunts her down. She knows what hotel she's staying at and that's – where that white lady is just still terrible. Yes. She's literally just like, you're trying to steal my identity. What happened to my wallet? And he's like, I found it in a garbage can. She's like, what were you doing in a garbage can? <laughs> and then they get, in a, like, they get in a fist fight and they get arrested. And that's when the sister shows up. I love that scene because she's like, you and your little friend. Like, she, like it was a setup. And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. how do you even travel if you really believe that everyone's out to get you like that? That so lady's nuts. Weird. Oh, so that's that's right. So this episode, we meet, we also meet a UPS guy who they say is cute, but I don't see it. Um, he's fine. Uh, who is into Jay's sister, the lawyer, the blonde lawyer. Mm-hmm. And there's been a couple moments where the da- where the mom is keeps saying things like, oh, that EMT was cute, right? Yeah, Say yeah. The daughter or like, oh, I've got a guy for you or whatever. Um, so there's clearly some tension there. Mm-hmm. And now the lion is trying to keep going, make me a match, make me a match because she thinks – she want the lion wants her to set up the thought the sister with the UPS guy. I literally thought that the lion wanted her to make another lion <laughs> because the vending machine almost makes more sense. And I was like, oh, okay, so like all these inanimate objects are just lonely, right? And then I was like, wait, this show show can't be somebody matchmaking stuff animals. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. They're she ends up white. just going crazy in a build a bear. Must make a match. Another yeah, yeah, match. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so she sets up her. Sister on a date with his UPS guy in the worst possible setup I've ever seen. She tells him that, hey, I'm setting you up on a date with my sister. Doesn't tell the sister that nope. and just shows up with the two of them at a restaurant. So this date is going to be the three of them at Barrel? Also, not a woke moment. She texts her and says, wear something slimming. I was like, this is so body negative. A, this would not hold up. The oh, tweets. It gets so much worse when that – so he – the UPS guy's wife has left him. He's gone through this horrible divorce. Um, he's trying to get back out there or whatever. He's like he, – uh, he he, he's like the, – the, the sister's very much like, I'm not interested, I'm not interested. Like, sorry. Uh, she tries to be – she does that like I have to protect his ego so he doesn't stab me. <laughs> I think that's what women do. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so she's like, look, I, I, you know, it's not you. It's me. And he goes, oh, that old chestnut or whatever. And then the sister's – when the sister gets up to go to the bathroom or she says she's going to the bathroom, she's actually just doing shots at the bar, which I actually kind of liked. <laughs> she, uh, the sister goes, well, look, I, uh, you, I'll tell you something. You've gotta, you can't tell anybody else. I'm a lesbian. It's not that I don't like you. It's that your genitals are on, on the, the outside. outside yeah. I'm not interested. <laughs> and this dickhead is just like, oh, you're trying out all the old expressions, aren't you? Like he's just real shitty about yeah. it. Yeah. At which point the sister co- – like Jay comes back to the table after talking to the bartender for a little bit. We'll get back to that bartender because I have some issues with him. <laughs> and uh, says to the – says to, as soon as she walks back, the guy's like, is your sister really a lesbian? You fucking asshole. Like she clearly said don't tell anybody. Yeah, and if she wasn't – if she was not a lesbian – like if she was – if she – why would she already know? Like, right. she set you up on this date. You yeah, think she, yeah, yeah, You really yeah, think yeah, these two yeah, women yeah, conspired yeah. just to embarrass you? There is definitely a rela- uh, an issue. Like, their relationship is tense, the yeah. two sisters. Mm-hmm. At one point, she says, you tell like, – the the blonde lawyer sister tells her, you tell people we're not related. And she goes, it was just that one time. And the blonde goes, it was at grandpa's funeral. <laughs> You're a monster. <laughs> Jay is not a good person. You got every little line. I definitely missed like. Oh, I take a lot. Stuff. I just take a lot of notes. Good. Uh, um, there's another moment where, at that date, the the date, the blonde UPS guy is just a fucking oblivious. <laughs> so she says to him, like he, like says, like, oh, you know, thanks, so glad she set us up, blah blah blah. And uh, the sister says, look, you seem like a really nice guy, which is clearly the setup for a butt. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But she, so she says, you know, you seem like a really nice guy. And he goes, thanks. You seem like a nice girl. Like, read the room. <laughs> Are, I, I don't want to make fun of people, but, like, you're on the spectrum if you can't read fucking human emotion <laughs> like this. I think we're supposed to believe he's just that self-possessed. And that's probably why he didn't notice his wife didn't love him, which we'll get to. Yes. <laughs> Are we getting to We're it? definitely going to get to it. Let me talk about the bartender real fast. So yeah. we meet the bartender. He is there because, as you said, he was supposed to be on his honeymoon. But then he got left. He got, walked in on his Like, he says he she lost her mind because there were 800 thread count sheets and she couldn't control herself, which is a weird reason to suck a dick. (laughs) Um, 
like the bellhop made the sheets. Jeez, I, they're not his sheets. <laughs> he doesn't live here. I don't understand what you're talking about. Um, then he like cried and drank in his bar for three days until they gave him a job. Uh, she, the first interaction. That's the most white privilege shit. This guy just, this I'm guy a, keeps drinking. I showed up as an alcoholic, a, a clearly broken alcoholic. Let's hire him. Uh, so she, the bartender, his phone is in his back pocket and it's ringing. Or I think it's actually a pager, which is very funny. <laughs> and it starts beeping. And she goes, your ass is ringing. <laughs> and he's like, oh, he's got like 60 messages or whatever you see it on the thing. And then she says, you ever, she says, she says, you might as uh, you ever think about putting it on vibrate? And he says, I'm not secure enough in my manhood for that. Yes. What does that even mean? It means that if it vibrated on his butt, that this that tiny, if he liked it, it, it would, would make, make him, him gay. gay. Yes. That is the craziest thing I've ever heard. I can tell you, if you are that uncomfortable with pleasure, you suck at giving head. <laughs> His wife was running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> now Poor. she's now justified. Now it makes perfect sense. Yeah, he like probably the bellhop's phone vibrated in his ba- pocket. Mm-hmm. He's like, Oop. And she, that's the cure man. <laughs> yeah, 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 and yeah, she yeah, jumped yeah. on it. <laughs> we cracked that one. <laughs> yeah, we figured that one out. Um, <laughs> so there's a lot of kind of like not like. We're supposed to believe it's like, oh, every, it's like kind of progressive because the sister is a lesbian and she's hiding it from her family and now this Jay is going to be okay with it or whatever. But she's also not like the wokest when it comes to the lesbianism. At one point, she goes like uh, – she says something along the lines of like, well, you know, it's not a huge surprise that you're lesbian. She's like, oh, what do you mean it's not a huge surprise? She goes, you drive an SUV. <laughs> What was that? Just what get lesbian was in two thousand? At least, say, yes. at least say Subaru. Like, make it like a specific reference. It was just very weird. Yeah, that was like a huge like. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no. You drive an SUV. You're gay. That that quick. That was hilarious to me. So the so eventually, what happens? They're at the dinner. Jay looks over and goes, "Have you always had that goiter?" And then we cut to the uh, the date, the UPS guy, and he has this giant growth <laughs> on his neck. She says, "Oh, were there peanuts in that salad?" He's having an allergic reaction. So they're going to drive him to the hospital, but he can't breathe. The sister, the lawyer's sister, somehow knows how to do a, a tracheotomy with yes. a pen. So she gives him a tracheotomy in the back of the car. They take him to the hospital where the where the gay sister meets his ex-wife who's been called to the hospital. And there is immediate, oh. She says to him, she goes, is that your, are you his girlfriend? And she goes, I don't have a girlfriend. I mean, I'm not his girlfriend, uh, which was kind of cute. It was really cute. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of cute. That was like the one part in the episode where I rooted for someone. I was like, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. I'm all okay with the sister. Like, at least she has a reason for being sort of inte- like like uptight and tense around people. Yes. She's been living with the secret. She's not, she doesn't know if her parents are going to be okay with it. Like, she has some backstory. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay, as far as I can tell, is just kind of a bitch. Yeah. Um, and spoiled. I'm, I get that vibe. Super. So spoiled. spoiled because she she has graduated from Brown. Mm-hmm. She's working at a gift shop, and her parents are like seemingly fine with it. They're like, whatever makes you happy. Like it just seems like there should be some like get your ass up and do something. We paid a lot of money for that fucking Brown degree. She just seems like she's trying to convince herself that she's above everything. Like I'm so smart and so cool that I'm not gonna go to the corporate hamster wheel like you guys. Right, right, right. Uh, and I'm gonna do this. Uh, I'm gonna half-assedly do this retail job because also I'm too smart for that. But here's one thing I loved. Okay. Remember in the beginning when they showed Jay not getting the assistant manager position? That was pretty fun. Yeah. yeah it yeah. hurt her. You could tell. Yeah. You yeah, could tell. Yeah. And then when she runs into her friend from. <laughs> By the way, I really feel like this show has a little bit of a woman problem. Like I can tell. Like you, you told me who was it? Who wrote it? The Brian Fuller. Yeah, Brian Fuller. I don't know if he has a woman po- problem, but like maybe he doesn't write them great. He doesn't. Mm. Every woman except Jay is so stereotypical and like and like one thing. They're very, very one, one dimensional. He yeah. runs into a she runs into a girl from high school who's like blonde and rich yeah. and like the only I mean she got married and yeah. whatever. She's like, look at my big ring. Like, yeah, classic, the yeah. only woman with any dimension is her black best friend. And when we say dimension, that just means that she's capable of carrying and <laughs> and, and, and being there and the helping Nurturing this white girl this through white this. Girl, absolutely. Yes. To the point where she goes to her, this is what we were talking about before, Jay goes to her and says, look, uh, these inanimate objects are starting to talk to me. Uh, I think I'm going crazy. And she, she said, what do you mean? She said, well, I get it's lying. It told me to do this thing and blah, blah, blah. And then she goes, 
oh yeah, that makes sense. The black girl's literally just like, you know, the Native Americans all say everything has a soul. So maybe if you repress it and you don't allow it to have a soul, it starts talking to you. The way they talk about the it's Native so... Americans on this show, not woke. Also, there's a mo- there's a moment there where she says the Native Americans and Jay gets annoyed and she goes, Indians. Indians. Like she yes! changes it. It's so weird. Which is why I thought the shit was can- Canadian. Right. I was like, maybe they're saying that because they would be Native Canadians? In Canada, Can- Canadians. Canadians. In Can- uh, from having been to Canada, it, they, they refer to them as First Nations, there which I go. think is actually a pretty good terminology. Uh, they were first here, right? Yeah, that actually, that sounds more respectful. Right? I, yeah, that, at least I, from what I gathered speaking to some First Nations people, that's what they prefer. Yeah. So that's what I go with, even if I'm not in Canada. Um, hmm so the sister meets the les- uh, the ex-wife who is cle- of the UPS guy who's also clearly a lesbian. They immediately hit it off. Mm-hmm. So the- and Jay's kind of being like a bit of a cock block there too. Yes. Because the sister goes, hey, do you have money for a cab? She has to get home. And she goes, no. And Jay's like, no. And the, the ex-wife goes, oh, I'll drive you. And Jay's like, you don't, you don't even know, know where, where she's she going. Lives. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. And it's like unnecessary shittiness. Uh, but then I guess it's all supposed to work out because a very hot nurse comes in and gives – uh, the UPS guy a sponge bath. Yes. And he is smiling way too much during that sponge bath. <laughs> you are this is this, you are supposed to treat this as clinical. You're not in a Korean massage parlor. I was a little a, bit scared not a happy for her. Ending. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like at one point he literally goes like like she like she's washing his chest and then her hand moves south out of frame and he goes like Ooh. it's like he's yeah, she touched your dick. She's a nurse. That happens sometimes. You're not supposed to respond like that. That's real creepy. <laughs> yeah, it really was. No, also, later on in this scene, like, he's all happy about it, and he goes, I don't know if I'm, like, jumping. No, you're fine. Yeah, so I love when he goes to try and thank Jay with his new girlfriend, the nurse. Right. And then we see, like, for a second that she glances at another woman. Right. And, and he's, he's like, mm. he so upset. I'm like, oh, gosh. Well, well I guess if... You've you're you just found out your ex wife is a lesbian. Yeah. The date you're on also a lesbian. <laughs> you meet a new girl and you see her immediately look at another lady's ass. You might have a brief moment. He overreacts, but there might be a brief like, Ugh, okay, that <laughs> that feels familiar. I don't know if I like it. But here I have worse issues with Jay because. Jay eventually goes back to her, leaves the hospital and she finds her sister waiting in her trailer. And they're, clearly they're going to have a little bit of a heart to heart, so to speak, as much as Jay can because she's all fucking, oh, I'm too cool for emotions. <laughs> but she says, to, she says to her sister, I could see doing a girl in prison oh. if there weren't any men around. And I was like, what world is this? That is something shitty dudes like imagine women's like, you know what I mean yeah that is definitely like like you were saying about Brian Fuller having a dude problem or girl problem yeah that felt like that it was definitely words coming out of a woman's mouth that were 100% written by a man right just right, this right. the idea that we could not imagine a dickless life yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever shall I do without a penis around yeah I just didn't like that at all um, she then so I guess we kind of didn't mention in the beginning she had She's outside on her break at work and she's choking on something. Yes. She falls to the ground. It comes out. But then somebody else has dropped a quarter that rolls next to her. She picks up the quarter, flicks it into the fountain behind her. It hits this statue, bounces back, hits her in the head, falls into the thing. And that's when all the stuff starts talking to her and it follows the coin to the thing to the thing. The episode ends with her picking up another coin. Mm-hmm. And for a second I was like, if every – if this – if every episode is just going to be coin-based, that gag's going to get old real fast. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not. Luckily, we'll find out in the next episode it's not. I was thinking that's what it was because um, when the UPS – because the, the little wax statue told her, ask him about his ring. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that made him so – it made the UPS guy so sad that he went and put a wish on the fountain. So I thought that the Maid of the Mist, which is the big statue where that fountain is, right. is she has chosen Jay – to make the wishes of the fountain people come I kind true. of that made sense, right? That yeah. would have made sense. That is not the case. But okay. that would have made I mean, it's not the case in the first two episodes. It might be it might prove to be. Yeah. Uh, the maid of the mist, which we didn't set up in the beginning, but who honestly gives a shit. Oh, the, the Indian lady. The Indian lady. <laughs> she as she they kept say. correcting people in uh, the they tell this story to the tourists about 
there was this waterfall. They're at Niagara Falls, obviously. People keep dying in the falls. The Native Americans at the time start to give it gifts, and there's fruit and flowers and canoes, but that's not good enough. So they go to sacrifice someone, and the, the chief gives his daughter for the sacrifice, and she they push her over the falls. But then the god of the falls, she's – Jay literally goes, but she was hot, so the god of the falls <laughs> saves her. It's exactly what she says. <laughs> and we see, like, the water turn into this face and it kind of swallows her. And it says, if you live with me in this cave forever, I will continue to give bless your people with bountiful harvests and blah, blah, blah. So that's the statue and that's the maid of the mist. Yeah. And the ends with her, like, chasing after somebody else theoretically to go help them. As a pie, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna make one more point because yeah. this, this part does keep coming up. There's a there's a quote that apparently like the maid of the mist said because like her 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 father panics at the last second and tries to get her back, and she says, "I'm surrendering to destiny." Right. Yes. 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 And she that apparently that. that's like this big statement, and it's actually a quote that I noticed came up a bunch of times in that episode, maybe a couple times in the second one after that too. And then they make a joke about apparently in the 70s it was like a a, a motto for a cult. <laughs> oh right, 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 right. I forgot. <laughs> about that. I forgot a, about that. There's a lot of quick, funny, super dark jokes. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I might re... Nah, I'm not going to re Don't lie to yourself. Okay. Don't lie to yourself. But I'll pay more attention to the next one. <laughs> yes. Uh, which brings us to episode two. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping we watch the same episode. Sometimes that's happened on the show. Where, because we watch on YouTube the, the stuttering lady. Yes. We're okay, good. yeah. Got it. <laughs> uh, so this episode opens. They're having dinner. The family's having dinner uh, at the Barrel because it's the only <laughs> restaurant in Niagara Falls. Uh, I love low budget shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also, like you have to imagine, it's the it's the uh, like you said, the honeymoon capital of the world, or whatever, or the states, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You would think there's at least one fancy restaurant for people to go on their honeymoon. That's this is a true. this is a chicken fingers ass restaurant that they're at. It's mostly a bar <laughs> with some tables in it. Yes, <laughs> and they sell Jello shots. There's like, that's, peanuts that in the salad. Yeah, 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 it's a problem. Um, but they are celebrating the mom's new book has come out. It's been picked up. And they're uh they're all talking about their blurbs in the in the front of the book. They she's got written like they each got a blurb. In the jacket but, of in the it, jacket yeah. of the book. But th- her blurb is only like five words. <laughs> and everybody else has like fifteen words. Jay Tyler is twenty four years old. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's her whole blurb. Which admittedly Kind of shitty. Yeah. Like, you could say that she has a degree in philosophy from Brown. Yeah. That's an achievement. Like, I get I know she's not using it, but she still did a thing. Did you catch when she said that her son was the only non-Asian recipient? I did. Uh- and I, <laughs> that was the most Trumpian bullshit I've ever heard. Yeah, that made, I did not like that at all. I was like, oh, yuck. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Also, that scene, so they're having a scene and everyone's kind of like, she's bitching about not having enough words, blah, blah, blah. But then, like, the father's pager goes off, and he has to go to the uh, hospital. And then the mother's like, oh, you know what? I should probably leave because I've got press junket tomorrow. And then the it, it's a very heavy-handed bit of everyone in the family has some very important thing that they're doing yes. except for Jay. Because so the brother's like, I got to get up and get some dissertation time in anyway. And the sister's like, well, I got court in the morning, so I got to whatever. And then Jay's like, I'm just going to stay here and get drunk. It's <laughs> like, all right, Jay, we get you. You're the whatever. Um, I will say this about theme song. This, this show has a theme song. I kind of miss when TV shows had like theme songs with like words. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like an actual kind of like the words are somewhat ex- not explaining. It's not like telling the story of the show, but thematically it kind of fits. Like, yeah, that's to me is like I miss those days. And I thought it was cute that we don't get the theme show theme song in the first episode, right? Because it gives away too much. Yes, and absolutely. so on the second one, you get. It. I was like, oh, I like that. Yeah, I thought it was done pretty well. Um, but then she goes outside after having some drinks. She's talking to the bartender for a while. And we see someone in a van, this woman taking pictures of Jay. Mm-hmm. And she's got her wallet. And she's, like, taking pictures of the ID. And she's taking pictures of her. And I was like, this show just took a weird – I did not expect this show to have, like, a weird stalker element. Yeah. Um, there's a weird – okay, so Jay is also just kind of – all right, this is how old I am. If I had watched this show in my 20s or even – yeah, 30s. I would have been like because we keep seeing Jay not being good at her job, right? Mm-hmm. She doesn't she doesn't want to like she's supposed to full t-shirts, but she got to pretend to full t-shirts cuz she's better than that. And she's like, "No, uh, there's something in the back. Uh, is it out on the floor? Then we don't have it." Or like she's just shitty. If I watched a show in my 20s, I'd have been like, "Yeah, fuck that job. You tell him." <laughs> 
I'm watching it now, and I'm like, bitch, do your job. I'm trying to buy a thing. Like, I'm legit. Like, I'm I'm not full that white lady, but I have a hint of her in me. Yeah. I have a hint of her in me where I'm like, just fold the fucking T-shirts, bitch. I'm right in the middle. I work here, too. Like, if I put myself in a position of the person that works with her. Yeah. And I'm like, bitch, I'm doing all the work. Why are you? Why are we making the same seven bucks an hour? Yeah. I put, I'm right in the middle, too, because literally just the other day I had somebody ask me for something in the back, and I knew we didn't have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went in the back, and I unhooked my bra. And just, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was great. I just stretched. <laughs> without my bra yeah, 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 yeah. then put it back on mm-hmm. I was like in the amount of time it's going to take me to take this bra on and off yeah. but you're going to think I what I will also take just go in the back Yeah, I don't need you to find the thing I get it but if you go oh I'll check the back it makes me feel like you did something but That's we all I need. know what's in there yeah we, we absolutely 100% in this case we know they have it because the other so the next morning we meet the girl from the van she yes. shows up and she's like I found your wallet she has this stutter Yeah, uh, which by the way stutter's it's not nice to say. They're such a bummer. Yeah, like not a bummer to like uh, like have to deal like as a person who doesn't have one. It's not a bummer to deal with someone who does. I just it's a thing that makes me feel really bad for that person. Yeah, it's like, has to be such a wall between you and like the rest of the world. You know what I mean? They were making Jay. Like, they are like, so mean to her. Oh, it's like wait, 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 wait. She's got a degree from Brown. Right. She's a smart person. Yeah. She can't understand anything this girl's saying. I kept being like, you know what she's saying. There's a horrific example of that. Yes. Because she says to her, like, I can't get a job. She starts to say, uh, do you have a job? So so essentially she shows up and she says, hey, I, I have your wallet. And she goes, oh, there's money. And I don't remember there being money in here. And she goes, I stole your wallet last night because I'm living in my van and I needed money and I felt terrible about it so I had eight bucks and I put it back in your wallet because that's all I had but she's stuttering the whole time right mm-hmm. and she goes you know I'm, I'm from Florida my parents think I'm in California with this job but I don't have a job and she says I can't get a job because I have a st 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 and Jay goes an STD I was bitch, so that annoyed is, bitch you know that's not what she was saying <laughs> What? First off, there is no job you can't get because you have an STD. Even <laughs> prostitutes, the one job maybe you shouldn't have with an STD, you can absolutely have. And also, st is not how you say STD. That's not That's not even the same. St- no, that's not even how it's pronounced. It made me so angry. Yeah, it was really ableist and shitty. It was just real it, shitty. It doesn't hold up. It it's just real <laughs> shitty. Uh, there's a lot of moments in this episode where I just don't, like, she, this is a very... Heavy on the Jade is not like a Jay is not likable kind of thing. Also, that's such a weird name that her name is Jay. Yeah, I keep wanting to think it's Jade, but it's not. Well, it's Jay, and on her vest, it's spelled J A Y E. Yeah, that's not I don't a think name. that's her name. I don't think I, that is a name. No, I think her, she's got a she's got a female name like Jessica or Julia, right. and she goes by Jay, and then decided to spell it out because she's just so angsty, <laughs> and it's the two thousand. Uh, I have notes here, and like every so often, it just says angst in all capital letters. <laughs> Um, we get it. Like, oh, what if Daria was real, but like a little yeah, bit more, yeah, yeah. a little bit more peppy. Like, uh, so uh, at one point we see her fold, stuttering girl folds these shirts real fast. And the assistant manager guy's like, oh, my God, are those Gap Corners? Do you work at the mall? <laughs> uh, but we find out recently that, that Leslie, there's a line where she goes, Leslie quit. And she goes, Le-, Jay's like, Leslie quit? And the assistant manager goes, last summer. So you're either a fucking idiot or just kind of a bitch that you haven't noticed someone you work with hasn't been there in a year? Anyway. You know what's weird is they don't give Jay enough crutches to explain how she's so thoughtless. Yes. Like, she doesn't do drugs. She doesn't smoke. Right. She doesn't – this is before cell phones. So it's like, yeah, yeah, what is yeah, she yeah, distracted yeah. Uh, by? Yeah. She mostly <laughs> just kind of occasionally will watch this TV that has a video – of the story of the Maid of the Mist, which they set that up like twice, but that's it. Yeah, I don't understand what she's doing. I'm thinking like it's going to be some big reveal when that statue starts talking to her. At some point, you have to. You would think, right? But when, because they've already teased it as hot. Yeah. So we're going to get a hot yeah, bronze yeah, yeah, lady yeah, yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so he sees her folding. Oh, we need a, she needs a job. We need to hire somebody because Leslie quit and, and the trucks aren't running or something. There's something going on where the vans don't work or whatever. So they hire her at this job and Jay's supposed to train her. Mm-hmm. But now Jay is going to train her to be Jay, which means not doing shit. And she's like, maybe I should fold, I should dust these uh, shelves. And Jay's like, well, if you dust one, you got to dust them all. And then we're not doing that. And this guy's like, hey, do you have any of these motion lamps or whatever? And she goes, oh, uh, if you don't see them out there, we don't have them. And he goes, like, oh, I saw them in the back. And she goes, yeah, but then we'd have to go to the back. Who wants to do that? Like, she's just real shitty about it. 
to which point she shows up the next day and she has single white female Jay. <laughs> she's got her hair flattened like her. Her hair used to be curly. She's like, oh, I'm over everything. She's telling people to go fuck themselves or whatever. I mean, she's not saying that. But she's suddenly not stuttering, which is great, too, which she's is interesting, too. stuttering, yes. And also, she's not stuttering to the point where and in the show they're like, oh, she had a fake stutter. And I was like, oh, she had a fake stutter. Yeah. Now, okay, she's crazy and she's stalking this girl. She's trying to take over her life. She's... At one point, her uh, Jay's father walks in and says, "Hey, baby," or whatever, and kisses uh, kisses her on the cheek. But she kisses stuttering girl because he thinks it's Jay. And she says, "Hi, dad." And she goes, "Hi, dad." And she goes, "Oh, wait, you're not my dad," or whatever. Like he goes, "Oh, wait, you're not." Yeah, that's super creepy. Yeah, but she made no effort to correct him. No, None. not at all. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. She called him dad. She did the opposite of correcting him. Yeah. Um, we find out eventually in this episode. She keeps. This single white female kind of progresses. She's wearing Jade's fucking schmock from work. She's hitting on the bartender, blah, blah, blah. We Eventually she is confronted and we find out that she is a investigative journalist who is doing a story for The American, I think is the name of the magazine, yeah. about like disaffected Gen Y youth. Which was fun because I was like, oh, we've been writing panic pieces about young people since before my generation. Oh, yeah. I thought all this, this shit started like, this, with millennials. No, 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 no. This is just BuzzFeed for like 2000 before there was the internet. Well, I mean, there was internet, but not like that. Yeah, for sure. That's exactly what this article is. Yeah, like, oh, these people, they're, they get these degrees and they don't do anything with them and let's make them feel bad about it like yeah they say something here oh yeah there's a horrible moment where uh she shoots so the stuttering girl shoots the assistant manager in the eye with a rubber dart yes uh, that was so failing by the way very, very like to the point where i look i was like is there is she attaching a vibrator she it literally so she, she's like stroking it like <laughs> like you like you would pump a shotgun yes except it's a toy dart gun and she's already shot it so i don't know why she's pumping it it's very weird yes but jay then says to so the black friend is like this bitch crazy be careful for her <laughs> uh, you in danger girl yeah 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 yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> and that's exactly whoopi, what she does they are whoopi goldberg this this, <laughs> this black friend is just like she's a bodyguard and she's your psychiatrist yeah, yeah, she's yeah, your yeah, 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 yeah. exactly she <laughs> works at the bar a hundred percent she's all of those things yes um so she says to like uh, uh they're having this conversation like she resulted in physical violence on your behalf like she's crazy or whatever meaning this this dart in the eye and jay says he's fine except for the detached retina he's not fine that is serious injury uh she then says well i can't continue to write this piece on you because now that you know I'm writing the piece, the story, it's like ruined or whatever. And she basically convinces her, I'll just be an open book and you can literally just follow me around and take notes. And I'll give you, I'll, you know, I'll spill my guts and you can write this piece. Because it's 5,000 words. Yeah, right? It's a 5,000 word article. And she's like, well, fuck your blurb of 15 words. I'm getting 5,000 all about me or whatever. So we realize that Jade has a little bit, Jay has a little bit of an ego. Yes. Which is like, I think we're learning more about we're her. We're supposed to, it's that idea of like, she's supposed to be better than it all, but she's not. Right? Yeah. She's supposed to be over it, but she's clearly affected by this. She also, there's a line where the, 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 uh, uh, stuttering girl the, the that's writing it, her name is like Bianca, I think. Yeah. Says, she goes by uh, Binky. Binky, which is, you're an adult. What are you doing? <laughs> that's, a, that's literally what you call like a pacifier for a baby. Like, or a blanket for a baby. Or where's my Binky? Like, that's not <laughs> what you call a human being. Yeah. Uh, but she says, because uh, she goes, wait, were you stalking me at at Brown, too? How did you know about me? She knows all these details about her. She goes, no, I was there. I was a freshman there when you were a senior. And I found you when I did a cross-section of graduates that have failed to contribute to society in any meaningful way. <laughs> what does that research entail? I'm so happy with it. They just like... What is that cross-section? Like, there's a database somewhere. It's like, oh, we have graduates, and then we have pieces of shit. And we can just, <laughs> look, we can just mix-match these two and see what happens. They divide your GPA by your debt, by your, like, by your income, and it's like, this person has no debt, but also no income. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have yeah, no yeah, reason yeah, yeah, yeah. to have done nothing. It made those. It was such a weird choice. Uh, the assistant manager finds all the notes that she had taken 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's pissed because he, she called him a mouth breezer at one point. <laughs> but uh, here's what's funny. That appears to be the only mean thing that she, he has said, she has said about him during the thing. She says it so much that I remember her family calls him the mouth breather. Very true. The mouth breather at the store said that she went pale and then just fainted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. That's true. But also, but, but my point being is that that's the only thing mean in the thing about him. Yeah. But he's also very upset that she has – she goes, you have used whatever the gift store's name uh, – call it Wonderfall's uh, resources. It is Wonderfall's. Without, oh, is it? Okay. You've used Wonderfall's resources without permission. And he goes, resources meaning Bianca. So she's not a resource. She's a human being. <laughs> like she, You used a, a pad. That was our pad. So he's like more mad that – they're just not doing inventory like they're supposed to be. Yeah. It's just very weird. Oh, he's a dick, though. Like, there's, oh, a he's part, a dick. there's a part on the first episode where the guy who's at the tracheotomy and can't speak borrows yeah, 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 a pen, yeah. and he's like, he's paying for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. He tries to write down notes, and she, yeah, that's 100% true. Yeah, that, guy's a, weirdo. that guy's a dick. But what's also weird is when we first meet him, and this is jumping back to the first episode, the two of them are like leaning and watching this TV with a made in a mist story happening, and he's like, Kind of portrayed to be this like stoner slacker, slacker, right? He's like, huh, what? Like, yeah, like he's whatever. And then the second he gets his promotion, he's like, I'm all about the company dime. And no one is that. Not like no 17-year-old kid at a gift shop is that. It's, it's again. It's one of those things where, like pilots, they make impermanent decisions. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. just like they—you could tell—they cast him to look like a '90s stoner too. Absolutely, he's got that shitty haircut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it's just like, but he's—it's it, really inconsistent. Speaking of inconsistent, I could not get a grasp on what I was supposed to feel about Bianca. Yes. So first, she's a stalker. Then, oh no, okay, that was just a setup to reveal that she's writing this article. Fine. But then after she gets – so Jay eventually gets fired because of these notes. Uh, We show back up at her parents' house and Bianca's already there. And she's like, oh, I wanted your parents to know that it was my fault that you got fired. But then she's also pretending that she's not an investigative journalist to the parents. Yes. Like Jay at one point stands up and goes, she's an investigative journalist. Like she's like, jacques, like points at her. <laughs> and then the mom's like, that's so great. That's Which a, yeah, it was such a weird thing to think they were good parents are going to be like, oh, what? Get her out of her house. No, that's like a nice job. Did you catch when Bianca was like trying to be nice to the whole family? And she's like, two doctors. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. the sister goes, I'm a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> that was some middle child shit. shit. Yeah, yeah. No one was talking to her. She just yelled at her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Loved it. For sure. <laughs> but she shows back up at the house and now she's back. She has some bullshit line about like I can't publish the article. My stutter has gone away because of the pressure. And I feel the pressure of like I can never start doing a thing. And that pressure is where I have my stutter. But I've learned from you at the foot of the great slacker <laughs> that I don't have to do anything. I can just coast through life and fucking work at Wonderfalls and who gives a shit and blah, blah, blah. Which is which is a very I don't know that to me was like a, it was a, a weird turn for that character that just fell out of place for that character. It was so nonsense. It was nonsense, and also like they like it felt like okay, we just have to settle up. We have to set up some hurdle for Jay to get help her get past. But like all you had to do was help her figure out that if she was confident, she didn't have to stutter anymore, which is what happened when she was pretending to be Jay. So that would have been the hurdle. So having this extra hurdle just seemed weird to me. Yeah. So Jay then decides, well, I'll – meanwhile, the inanimate objects, which we have not mentioned at all in this episode. <laughs> oh, that's true. Uh, the inanimate always... objects keep saying – they only say the same thing. They just say, get her words out. Get her words out. And the whole time you're thinking, oh, get her to stop stuttering. Mm-hmm. Figure out to help her stutter. But what she conf- learns is that she writes the article for her mm-hmm. and submits it and it's going to be published by this magazine. She goes, well, you don't have to start anything because I've already started it. So you can just go and do it, which she does. And the, we see it – like the article comes out and she quits because she's like, I'm an investigative journalist and I'm going back to work for a blah, blah, blah. She leaves. And we have – we go back to family dinner night and their father is reading from the article and it's a very well-written article about uh-huh. lots of stuff. It's like uh, it, it, like the prose was good and they're like, oh, that – Bianca was a hell of a writer or whatever because Jay still is not letting them know that she has written this yes. piece. Um there's a great line where she's like – she's giving essentially blurbs for the family uh, and uh, she says essentially the same thing that they say about her for the sister. So it's like 
her father, the preeminent physician, mother is a great travel writer, the brother's working on his doctorate thesis, sister, 36. And like, <laughs> they just did that. I'm like, all right, good for you. That's fun. Have you a little fun there. You know, one thing I thought was really weird that didn't make any sense What's was that? like when – Jay, first of all, Binky, Bianca, her truck has a license plate that says Binky. Yes, it does. <laughs> it's like – Well, she's living in a van, by the way, that has like a – it's almost like an RV, but it's just a van. But if you go in, there was like a bed and like a kitchen counter and it's all that stuff. So yeah, weird. Yeah. And there's there's like her weird like obsessive st- – that part was not investigative journalism. That was just stalking. Yeah. There was like, all these like pictures of her and like – The image of her social security card. I was like, yeah. bitch, you didn't need her social security card. <laughs> no, that's identity theft. Yeah. That, that yeah. was like – that was, did not make any sense at all. Yeah. Um, also, that was like that weird thing with her flirting with the bartender – that Jay likes. That's a whole, so yeah, so she's flirting with the bartender. The bartender shows her how to play pool. There's all this stuff. And then we find out that she was only doing it to get information that she could use to help you write your blurb. Because Jade was trying to come up with her blurb, but she couldn't do it. And then she unfolds this blurb that she written, and it was like, uh, Jade inspires every day with effortless style or and something everyone like thought that. that was so nice and it was good enough for her friends and i was like yeah, this yeah. is no no no, no that's she's so trying creepy. to fuck your man like and it's not your man but like clearly the man you have this like there's clearly a thing going on between i them. did love that jade was like no she's at the dinner and she goes she's a single white female and yeah, thought yeah, that yeah, was yeah, like yeah, yeah. enough of an explanation <laughs> and her mom just kind of nods like she is she's white like, yes that's true yeah, <laughs> <We she's, laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. um there's also like Multiple times in this episode where both Jay and the black friend shit on her for stuttering. Yes. Jay, the, the black friend at least has the sense to not do it to her because she goes at one point and she goes, she's cuck cuck crazy. But like she's not around when she does it. Yeah. But like Jay to her face is like, bu, 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 bye, get out of here. Yes. It's so fucking mean. It's so mean. And like. You, we are supposed to like you. You're supposed to be our hero, our heroine in this situation, and you're a piece of shit. Like I, that really bothered me. I did not enjoy that, and she does it multiple times. There's but, also a couple weird things where they say about Jen Wires that I don't know to be things. Like at one point when she gives her the article that she's written and she's like, here's the acceptance letter they're publishing it. She goes, you're going to take credit for something you didn't do. The most Gen Y thing ever. Is that a, is that a, a stereotype? I have no idea. What, like, that just seemed weird. I guess I, you know, I never knew that there was so much of like a generational like obsession with like, why aren't these people doing anything in the Gen Y? I yeah, guess because yeah, it yeah, just yeah. like, I don't know. They just faded into millennials so fast, and that kind of became the bigger thing. Right. I didn't realize there was so much like, why aren't y'all doing anything? I feel like that was more the theme of the episode. They just came up with weird ways to get around that. Yeah, yeah, like they just yeah. really wanted to present Jay as this big, like lazy, doesn't try person, but explain why she's that way. There is a moment that I thought was a little heavy-handed in that, <laughs> where uh, Bianca's trying to tell her, like, don't you see the beautiful poetry of you living in a trailer a trailer by design is meant to go somewhere but your hitch isn't attached to anything and you're just stuck in this one place and it's like yeah we get it like you didn't have to fucking just spell it out like that like, she just i like you know when you watch svu and ice tea's like so you mean to tell yeah, me yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that the she, murderer she, she too too old the shit out of that for sure uh uh it ends we see the cover of this American magazine or whatever the name of the magazine is and the author the whole the cover is just a picture of Bianca <laughs> that's not how magazines work it isn't it's, you, the cover of the magazine is never one of the authors who wrote one of the articles in that <laughs> issue of the magazine it just doesn't make any sense um, that being said this episode I thought was like funny yeah I, like I thought like it genuinely, there was enough like, oh, there's there was enough like sort of twists and turns of like, oh, she's a journalist. No, she's not. She's a stalker. She isn't. Blah, blah, blah. That I like – I was into it. I thought it was fine. I thought it had, it didn't do a whole lot to sort of advance any sort of larger story. Yeah, and it was it was actually pretty light on the whole inanimate objects talking to her. Like, it literally is like two things. I think the big mouth billy bass and then like there's like a – a, mon- a monkey or a turtle or something. It was like the second monkey we've seen. Yeah, it was a stuffed yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff monkey. Uh, there was a stuffed monkey that she puts in her bag at one point. But the, all they say is get her words out, get her words out. Also, she did not get fired for like, this is like the third instance we've seen of her just taking shit from work and Speaking leaving with it. Speaking of white privilege, <laughs> she, she gets full on fired. 
Yes. To the point where when she shows back up to tell Bianca that she's written this article for her, uh, she goes, what are you doing here? Uh, the assistant manager guy said that if I see you, I should call security. Like, she's fired. Yes. Uh, she gives her the article. You wrote the article, blah, blah, blah. That girl says something along the lines of, uh, of like, I quit. I'm going to be a journalist or whatever. And then Jay just picks up her vest, puts it on, and goes back to work. <laughs> She doesn't even have to have a conversation with the dude about, hey, I guess, you know, she's gone. You need somebody. I'm available. Just, she just picks up the vest and goes behind the counter. She's like, can I help anybody? Mm-hmm. And that's just her having a job back. <laughs> and so, And they're never going to discuss that. That's going to yeah, be not a thing. I'm sure the mouth breather will come back with his retina and it won't be a thing. I also, but, but I think what annoyed me, though, is like if we had set mouth breather up to be this like, oh, non-confrontational, I don't want a problem, blah, blah, blah guy, that would be one thing. But like – He's confronted her. He's fired her. That's not who that character is. He is very much like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? So, like, he should at least be like, hey, don't you at least want to ask if you can have your job back? There should be something what there. If he, what if she just starts going by Bianca and we just, <laughs> I mean, we just hope thinking, he never noticed. It turns out she's been crazy this whole time. <laughs> well, at one point she says something to Bianca like, did you, uh, she's like, it smells like hair in here. Did you iron your hair? It was weird. Like, I don't know. It was just a strange... I don't know. There was, I, like, there was some weird... There's also a strange line where she said... I'm telling you, these writers do not understand women. They yeah, thought yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah. if you flat iron your hair, you you cook it. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it'll be smelling <laughs> for days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. She says at one point, while they're ha- when they first have the reveal of I'm an investigative journalist and are having that conversation in the trailer, uh, she says, uh, I'm not buying this whole Miss Doubtfire thing. You have not seen the movie Miss Doubtfire because nothing similar to it has happened at all. No one's wearing a dress. No one's trying to get their kids back. Nobody's a nanny. I was wondering about that. Was like that line made no sense. It makes no sense at all. Was any of this a book before it was a TV show? I don't think so. I'll tell you what. This is such a weird thing that I clung on to from the beginning, and okay. I'm sure we need to wrap up. But you remember? No, you're you remember in the first episode when her friend from high school says hi to her. And the friend has long blonde straight hair. Yeah, yeah. There's a joke later where Jay and the black girl, and she's like, her hair looked like carpet. And she they did just say laugh. that, and that doesn't make any she sense. She said it like three times. And the only thing I think I was like, this is a weird anti Semitic joke because the blonde white girl converts to Judaism. Right? So, yeah, yeah. She did for her husband, right? She said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like a known thing that Jews sometimes have curly hair. So yeah. I'm taking it like the way they wrote this is that this white girl was supposed to come in with a perm yeah, yeah, and yeah. look so different. Right, right, right. And I'm That's just, so weird. I didn't even think about that because I remember saying that line and I was like what and then I just kind of glanced over because I was like oh whatever but yeah that does wow that, that's crazy I caught that immediately because I like do hair and makeup and shit yeah, and I yeah, was like yeah, 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 why yeah, would yeah, you yeah, what yeah. carpet is straight white it's girl hair it's purely straight blonde <laughs> hair it just doesn't make any sense <laughs> yeah that's super weird that'd be the weirdest carpet actually it'd be so gross coming out of these two episodes now have you had a conversation about them you're in a hotel you're on the road there's a Wonderfalls marathon on <laughs> sci-fi. You watch these two episodes. Do you keep watching? Actually, it's yes. It's raining outside. There's nothing, you, there's nothing else to do. Do you keep watching or do you put on American Pickers? You know, I actually think because you pointed out so many dark, nuanced, funny lines mm-hmm. that I missed. Right. And I think, uh, I, think, I think I would keep going with okay. it. I do. Yeah. I'm, I got to admit, I am a sucker for quirky white horseshit. (laughs) That just is just in my wheelhouse. So this works for, like, I watched all of Gilmore Girls. Did you really? Yeah, oh, oh, hard. I watched, like, Um, half an episode. I was like, they talk too fast. Oh, they talk very fast. (laughs) That's kind of the appeal. Uh, That being said, like, I am, it definitely needs to go, like, it has work to do, mm-hmm. but there's enough there that it's like it, like it reminds me of like a northern exposure. You maybe I'm too old for you, mm. so you might not know these references. <laughs> but like uh, small town quirky characters trying to help people. Like there's there's enough here that it's like I can I can watch this. I'm really interested in like the mystical element of this. Absolutely, which is a similar like what I think what helps for me is I really like pushing daisies mm. and this. You can kind of see the the sort of groundwork being laid for what that show would be way more successful at doing. <laughs> um, it's a little more mystical. Like that, the premise of that show is this guy who bakes pies has a found out he has the ability to bring dead people back to life. So if he touches them once, they come back to life. But if he touches them again, they die. But if he leave, if he doesn't touch them within a minute, they're just back. Uh, but someone else has to die in their place. Oh, so he opens it. it 
there's a sad thing that opens in the beginning where he accidentally kind of kills. I, I, I don't want to spoil. No Whoa, spoilers. I might actually no watch that. Yeah, but it's also very quirky. Chi McBride is in it, and he's fucking tremendously funny. And he uses his ability to like solve murders while also making pies. It's <laughs> it's a very uh, uh, Kristen Chenoweth is in it. Oh, like, I love her. Who you wouldn't right? Who doesn't? <laughs> so like, yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, yeah. But so that show is like the sort of fancifulness of this sort of turned up to 11 and just more successful. I'm curious. So it's kind of fun to watch this and see like kind of where that sort of comes from. I want to see if the inanimate objects get creepier. Yeah. I, I, like if like a doll. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know there's been no dolls and no, no dummies. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like a ventriloquist dummy that's – that, if a ventriloquist dummy, dummy, do, uh, dummy talks on its own, it's evil. Yeah. There's no like good ventriloquist dummy. Even a puppet, like Pinocchio's creepy. Yeah. But if a drug was dummy, period, you've been possessed by a murderer. I, I like that we start with the wax lion because it's like, well, this thing just came out of a machine, so it yeah. doesn't have time to be evil. Fresh. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It hasn't been around. <laughs> for sure. Uh, anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah. If you guys thought I was interesting or funny or want to hear more of me, I'm on a podcast that's available on iTunes and Stitcher. It's called uh, Extra Salty. It's comedians and funny people talking about reasons that they're resentful, and we kind of work through that resentment it's usually very funny sometimes it gets kind of deep yeah, hard. Uh, and then uh, I've always I'm always posting about my shows you can find me at Jazz and Ellis Comedy on Instagram um, on my website's Jazz and Ellis Comedy dot com and on on Twitter there you go Jasmine C. Ellis because yeah, some bitch stole you. yeah she's yeah. an egg she's a written shit oh that's the worst I watched this yeah, egg yeah 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 <laughs> you could probably get that egg there's a way you can write to somebody. I've seen people do it, or it's like you're not that person's just sitting on a thing and not using it. You can probably get that name. Um, I am at Chris Cubis on all social media, chriscubiscomedy.com on for date. Uh, if you like the show, rate, review, subscribe, five stars on iTunes. It helps us a lot. I am gonna we as you heard, we are recording in a very nice new studio here, a permanent record studio our permanent record studios. If that is hooked up nice so we don't have to worry about Lester barking in the background anymore. <laughs> um but that being said, that does mean there's some costs. So I am gonna be launching a little bit of a Patreon. Yeah. We're not asking for a lot of money, just but there's a lot of cool rewards. Uh, you know, for a dollar, you can vote on what shows that we're actually gonna do, and your vote will pick what shows we do next. You know, at two bucks you get uh, Patreon exclusive episodes, all those pilot episodes where we did ones that only had one episode. Those are going to be Patreon exclusive now, two of those a month. And there's a bunch of stuff. So if you go to uh, patreon.com slash canceled pod or search canceled podcast on Patreon, it will come up there. Throw us a couple bucks. It'll super help cover costs and maybe throw some money to our guests and that sort of thing. We appreciate it. And we'll see you next week. Hope there's one thing really mystifying. Got me laughing now, it's got me crying. I'm all over, we'll be death defying. Till 